Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. What is up? We're back. Hey. Yeah. yeah. First week of 2018, we're actually hampered down into a podcast. Imagine yeah. that. You know what? It, uh, we got called out this week. I was hanging out with Berkeley at the Queens of the Stone Age uh, show. What up, Tim? Timmy Bean? He goes, so you're not really doing the podcast anymore. What have you guys been doing? Just sitting around, yanking it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tim. Yeah. That's I, what we've been doing. I mean, honestly, for the last like quarter of the year last year, all we had were interviews. Yeah. And they were good interviews, Tim. They were. He probably didn't even listen. He didn't even listen. He just sat around yanking his own thing. Smoking weed. It's episode 120 of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. What's up? Yo, that's Kevin Deers right there. I'm Ian and Mr. Ryan the Beard. Hey. The crew's all back. We got a lot to talk about this week, man. Dude, a lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff. But most importantly, more importantly than world issues, more importantly than band issues, more importantly than music, more important than Ooh, uh, the global crisis of all. <laughs> How are you guys doing personally? Because we're more important than anything. Exactly. Uh, At least in this world. I gave myself uh, a brief bout of food poisoning today, yesterday. Tell us. Do the play-by-play. I uh, I cooked up some tacos, and I cooked up too much meat, and I think I undercooked it, so I threw up on my floor and uh, damn near my pants earlier. At the same time? Yes. Thankfully, my sink is right in front of my toilet, so if I had to, I could do both at the same time. So, uh, Hmm. you know. (laughs) That's how cool my fucking house is. But you're feeling better now. Dude, as soon as it came out, I felt like a new man. So that, that's let's a rip it. very, very careful ballet that you have to perform in the bathroom. Just, you know, use the toilet, spin around, vomit <laughs> back and forth. You but gotta it, choose. If you mix, if you mix up your timing on any of the elements, you're dealing with a massive, massive mess. Food yeah. poisoning's no joke. No, it's it's not cool. It reminds me of the old Jai Tai days. Ooh, oh, Ooh. oh no. Speaking of weird shits and. I was inside of a large big box a uh, electronic store with a BB so uh, that starts with B B so yes it was Best Buy hit me up on BB I was checking out uh, some TVs over at Best Buy today I'm and blanking I, out every time you say that it's just I, gonna boop boop all right check it out <laughs> we went in I went into the bathroom had to take a piss and I noticed there was a guy sitting there dropping a D I see his feet underneath you know the stall obviously and uh, uh, right next to his feet he had. Uh, a quart of milk <laughs> what? and a Jones soda. So, and they were like drank out of. So, do you think that guy worked there? Is he just dropping a deuce while drinking milk and drinking a Jones soda? That dude's clearly camped. It was so gross. He's probably watching TV. Definitely took too. a photo. Well, I can see you <laughs> creep. Creep. Well, yeah. I can see bringing a beverage into the bathroom, like a a, a gallon of but, milk, but not a gallon of milk, a quart of milk or whatever. The combination of those two things. Ugh. Maybe he was trying to be sick. What a fucking weirdo! I bet that guy had a neck beard and was wearing sweatpants. Maybe he worked there and didn't want to finish off his shifts, and he's like, "Yo, what can I do to make me sick?" <laughs> to so be I fair, I could picture Ryan the beard doing that. I wouldn't do that. No, <laughs> I'm no. not that foul. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Ryan, how you been, man? 
I've been good. I've been busy, but good. Yeah. Ryan's been dealing with the sh- You went to, you worked Meshuggah, though, this week, right? You worked. I did. It. So you got to watch part yeah, of it. I got, to, I got to see the whole show. So what was your job that night? Uh, I was a stagehand. I'm a stagehand for AEG, and that means that I do stagehand work for both show boxes. Cool. So what time do you usually get there before the uh, show starts? It kind of depends on the day and what's going to be going on, but usually somewhere around anywhere from 11 a.m. to mm. 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Depending on when the band's going to get there? Yep. So once everything's set up, do you get to just chill and watch? Yep. Whole band, Meshuggah showed up. I got a, I got a private mini Meshuggah show during oh, the show. Oh, they were check. so awesome. It was, it was really great. So it was just me and the other people working in the venue. Meshuggah played through three songs while they were all wearing their jammies. It was great. And you got to sit there and pretend like, yeah, uh, I'm not fanboying right now. Yeah. It's cool. Totally. You know, no big deal. That was a killer show. Meshuggah and Code Orange both totally tore it up. Awesome performance. Uh, I'm glad you had a good time, Ryan, and uh, you you worked your ass off here at the radio station too. Doing uh, you you trained some, you did some uh, some best of episodes. Is that right? I did 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. training uh, John uh, Fisher over on the sound, and mm-hmm. that was working with John has been absolutely super I, chill. Yeah, just great. What a great dude, and he's got all kinds of awesome stories. Yeah, from he was the, uh, the longtime DJ for the Mountain. Yeah. Oh. So now he's back. So, so many good stories. And he was yeah. talking about uh, hanging out and interviewing David Bowie with his guitarist as they were playing songs right in front of him. That's so awesome. So like an That's audience cool. of four and stuff like that. Just all kinds of great stories. So I did that, uh, worked the full Meshuggah show. And uh, yeah, it kind of wrecked my sleep schedule up a little bit. I was pretty tired. It's good for you, man. Builds character. 24-hour day, baby. Damn. It will make you die an early age. But at least I'm going to have some kick-ass stories. <laughs> Amen. We all should write a book someday. Do you think anybody would give a about what we have to say? I mean, people write books that are way less in- That's interesting. True. So, That's very true. yeah, I have some pretty lame books that I've gotten for free, uh, like Wild Animus. You remember that one? No, I don't. The guy from there was a guy that literally handed out thousands and thousands and thousands of copies of this book throughout Seattle for like five years straight. Like there was a while where everyone I would go to their house, they would have a copy of Wild Animus. Very boring. How many people read it? <laughs> Not many. Uh. <laughs> Well, free, free. Tried to read some of it. Um, I wanted to <laughs> shout out that uh, this week uh, WWE announced that XFL is coming back. Uh, first off, Vince McMahon. I just wanted to say, okay, actually, this is another thing. I'm glad you think this is stupid. Uh, WWE and XFL don't apparently have anything to do with each other because Vince McMahon divested a hundred million dollars uh, from his own company and he sold off a ton of stock. So he started Alpha Media right. Company, and so now he's starting up XFL, which is going to be this. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> d- I mean, do you remember XFL? Yeah, do you remember it was, it part was... of the reason that they had to shut it down? It's because they had terrible football players. Well, that. Plus, like, instead of a regular kickoff in football, they would just drop the ball in the middle of the field and everybody would just run at each other. So there was, like, 10 million concussions a game. Like, <laughs> they couldn't keep any players healthy because they were literally trying to kill each other. What was uh... that movie with Keanu Reeves, that football movie, Underdogs or something like that? I don't know. Where they just are terrible and, uh, like, the second rate. See, the reason that this isn't going to work is because Vince said that he's not going to hire any criminals. No. And like, dog, that's half the NFL already. He also said, we're not going to be political. And then, like, a sentence later said, but you're you're not going to be able to kneel during the uh, national anthem. So, 
that is the most political statement to say in 2018 about football. That being said, I'm not going to get into that. Right. I would also like to mention, I would like to call out Vince McMahon and say, dude, you're a carny. You've made <laughs> money. You've made billions of dollars off of fake fighting for your entire life. You're a carny, and you're trying to legitimize yourself as a sports figure. Dude, just own the fact that you're a carny. And a billionaire. And accept it. But you're just trying to look as uh, legitimate in the eyes of, of many. You're 70-something years old now. Whatever. Anyways. You should play. I would like to say, though, that I'm stoked this weekend for WWE because the Royal Rumble's tomorrow. Big mm. fan of WWE, so I'm always stoked for Royal Rumble. But it's the first year that they're having an all-women's Royal Rumble as well. Awesome. So cool. 30 women over the top rope, and they're finally starting to treat women like actual competitors, like sports competitors, like like actual athletes, as opposed to when Jerry Lawler would just yell for puppies. Right, yeah, like it's a, a legitimate recognition of uh, the talent that those ladies have, man. Exactly. They work hard. Be- but XFL's corny. Before we move on from wrestling, I watched a Goldberg interview. Did you? Yeah, I, I'm not a big wrestling guy. I follow The Grand Tour. It's a nerdy car TV show that I really enjoy. Oh yeah, he's super into cars. I was gonna say, yeah. how did you end up there? Yeah, they had a they had he's a Goldberg super into cars. They had yeah. Goldberg on there, and he was talking about how they they asked him. They said, "So wrestling's fake, right?" And he said, "Well, it's it's all coordinated, and like who's gonna win and what's gonna happen is is pre rehearsed." Yeah, but if you have somebody smash a chair over yeah. your face, exactly. It, that doesn't make it hurt That's any less fake. when yeah. somebody drops you on the ground on your head or when I pick up a three, four hundred pound dude and throw him across the ring. He's that, really doing that. I'm really doing that. That's yeah. that's a thing that we're really doing. So you have to appreciate you have to remember what people story. say. It's, yeah, you know? it's a story, but you have to appreciate the the uh, the physicality of it. Like, and they abuse these dudes. I mean, you've exactly. seen the rest. We all know about like. How some of these dudes have ended up because they got their head and beat in fifty thousand times. So very eye opening, and I and I also need to point out, I still love that that guy just goes by Goldberg. Yeah, like there's no there's no name. Hey, He's man. so tough, he doesn't need one. He's just Goldberg. He built it. I would like to say, if you're a wrestling fan and someone says, "Isn't this fake? Why do you watch that?" Just say, "You watch The Walking Dead." Do you think that's real? You watch, like, yeah, or you watch that, The Voice? Or yeah, whatever. Is that real? Oh no, like even just like, do you watch you know Friends? You know they're not really friends. That's fake. It's just a TV show. It is live theater with violence. It makes me wonder if the NX or the XFL will be legit. <laughs> I mean, one of my buddies posted this week. This is the last thing I'll say. Is he said if they're going to do this, they need to come up with some wacky rules. Like you should be able to stop and have a hockey fight. Yeah, it should be straight up NFL blitz, dude. <laughs> or you can uh, like have team swapping. Like have somebody turn into a heel and then jump over to the other team. Yeah. in the middle of the game. That'd be cool. Vince McMahon has mentioned, though, that this is going to be, like, uh, totally, you know, he says, quote-unquote, it's going to be legitimate, it's not going to be anything related to wrestling, and that he this is going to be the only time you'll probably see him for the next, whatever, few years until it launches. He's not going to be the public head. He's going to hire all people that, quote-unquote, know what they're doing. I think... Because uh, last time he tried to... Oh yeah, and he Be tried the commissioner or whatever. Tried to make it all like uh, he had like Jim Ross calling football. He had the Rock like <laughs> doing national anthem, like uh, introducing things. He yeah, it was totally cheesy and totally nineties. 
Uh, now he's trying to make it legitimate for the people. I think he's really trying to appeal to the people that uh, stopped watching NFL when people would kneel. Because that was a big thing this year. Yeah. The NFL people lost stopped a ton of revenue. Yeah. NFL because of that. So, Ratings went down. I guess there's a market Whatever. for it, but we'll see in two years. Is that still going to be a pressing issue? We'll see. 2020. 2020. Right. 2020. But anyways, for that being said, too. there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but there's a lot of also stuff continuing to happen in the world of metal. One of, uh, one of the the biggest story of the last several years, easily. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah, we woke up this week to find out that Slayer had announced their final world tour. And uh, that they have put together, because we've been hearing the last few weeks, like, rumors of this tour lineup, which is f***ing epic. Right? Yeah. So but We uh, didn't know it was going to be the last Slayer tour. Right. But uh, it's going to be. Uh, they're doing their last world tour and they announced the north american dates this week it's going to be slayer lamb of god anthrax testament and behemoth it's called the end of days final world tour and i mean i have mixed feelings about this because for one like i love slayer i love watching slayer i want slayer to live forever but tom mariah has said in the past couple uh, years that he wanted to retire soon um i think Kerry king would try and do Slayer for as long as he could, but he knows that it's hard to do it without Jeff. It's right. hard to do it without and, and, I mean, they got Paul Bostaff in there. Yeah, exactly. So they know that uh, things have changed a lot, and uh, maybe they're not necessarily going out on top. I mean, they, w- they will because they're... Because they're f***ing Slayer. They're legendary, yeah. But uh, there also was this week, because Gary Holt, one of the things when they put out Repentless, uh, we were waiting to see if Gary Holt was going to write some of these songs. Yeah. And Carrie said, no. <laughs> we don't need you to ride on it. So he did an interview this week that said he doesn't think there's going to be another Slayer record ever. Hmm. So, uh, okay, so here's the deal. The thing that people in the Northwest have been tripping about, there's a two-date gap in between Sacramento, California, and Vancouver, B.C. What's those dates? Uh, May 13th in uh, Sacramento and the 16th in Vancouver with no Portland and no Seattle announced yet. I really hope that there's something going on. I th- I mean, what do you uh, think? my guess would be that there are promoters fighting for it right now right. and literally throwing like a lot of money at them, yeah. And that there's kind of a bidding war for it. That's my guess. I mean, I have no uh, knowledge it's, of this. It's either that or they're setting up some kind of bizarre festival that they haven't been able to announce yet, or uh, I don't know. I would. It's a big question mark. I would probably get my best guess is that there's a bidding war right now going on and who's going to promote it and who's going to throw the most money at them. And they're sitting back going, let's not announce. Yeah, yeah, keep keep going going up. Hey, we don't even have to play. Thumbs up. I have (laughs) I have a very good feeling from something. Oh, you uh, Kevin is correct. Ryan knows. I I think Kevin is spot on. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, You know, maybe even by the time you hear this, they'll be announced. So we'll check it out. And, uh, you know, don't buy your pass, your ticket to Sacramento yet. I'm going to wait a week. All right, do it. Unless Ryan has other info, he'll tell me later. So, again, Slayer, Behemoth, Lamb of God, Anthrax, and Testament. Testament, That is insane. And that's, you know, I think it's obvious that these are bands that they love because they toured with Testament recently. They did the big four with Anthrax. uh, And then they also, the last tour that they came through with was Behemoth and Lamb of God. So this seems like it's all the bands that they probably handpicked and that they want to tour with one last time. Uh, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth was uh, quoted this week saying he, he hopes they can do one more final big four show or tour. So maybe that will be like the big culmination but, uh, I'm sure you do, Dave. Yeah, and then I'm somebody sure else you said, would like to make some money off of that. The uh, the title of the article I first read is, "Hey, uh, Megadeth should take a uh, 
a cue from Slayer on this, Oof. <laughs> which is pretty rough. But uh, That's funny. All right, so to that point, I will say this. If you compare Megadeth's last record to Slayer's last record, yeah. back-to-back, Megadeth put out a much better record. Dystopia was pretty good. I liked it. Let's jump into some new Machine Head here real quick. Uh, this has been kind of a bizarre, like, story. This band put out some, what was that song? Is anybody out there? Last Dude, year. Yeah, I don't know, man. The new newest, what I've heard from the newest Machine Head uh, going up to this record, I was not really looking forward to this. Uh, Rob Flynn in the last couple of years has made a name for himself calling out people, like calling out Phil Anselmo for being racist. Obviously, he deserved that. Oh, absolutely. But Rob Flynn, you know, kind of got a lot of notoriety for being the first one in the mainstream metal world to really just go out on a limb and call him the hell out. Uh, you know, a lot of people said like, hey, Rob, you aren't the you aren't an angel. You didn't you weren't always the best. You didn't always uh, you know, you weren't always super PC. I saw, um, I can't remember who it was, but some guy in a prominent band who I probably shouldn't even mention, but he said, yeah, I think uh, back then Rob just wanted to be Fred Durst. Rob Durst. A heavier Durst. So let's play a piece of this song. It's called Catharsis. Yeah. They, volatile, actually, from Catharsis. Their new record is out now, right? Yeah, it just came out yesterday. So we'll play you a piece. Make up your own mind. You could always play the censored one that I uh, censored. Yeah, it's fine, whatever. Just beep it. This one sounds like Slipknot to me. It's a Slipknot riff. Sounds like Corey Taylor. Absolutely. Alright. There's your 30 seconds, uh, Machine Head. Thanks so, for that. Uh, Machine Head's coming through. They're doing this thing where it's an evening with Machine Head, so they're going to play like a couple different sets, uh, probably one set, and then take a break and play another set. Uh, they're going to probably play around two and a half hours or so, or three hours. It's going to be at the Showbox Market March 7th. And again, that's an evening with Machine Head. Tickets on sale now. Remember when Rob Flynn called out Avenged Sevenfold and went through and was in their entire record and said, this riff was a copy of this riff and you were mimicking this riff with this riff and I mean, so on and so forth? That's what music is. Well, I mean, yeah, to, to a degree. But I wonder when somebody's going to go through the new Machine Head record and be like, hey, man. This riff sounds exactly like that Devin Townsend record. This song, you're obviously going after Slipknot. I mean, what like, it's been man. happening at this point, like, we let you hear it, you make up your own mind, and I'm kind of over it, so we'll uh, see. We'll play it if people request it. Yeah. And we'll play it this week, but we'll go from there. So, Ryan, what's up with that new Cloud Kicker? I know you're a fan. You're into it, dude. That's like your sh- I am a big Cloud Kicker fan. Ben Sharp, who is the brains behind Cloud Kicker, has been pretty silent for about four years now, and I'm really glad to see that he's making music again. For those that don't know Cloud Kicker, this is one of the dudes that is one of the fathers of Gent. When he put out a record in, I think it was 2008, that kind of made a huge stir in the uh, in the metal underground internet nerd world. And, Your world. Uh, and nerd he, world. He really, really shaped the way that progressive, the direction that progressive music went in for the uh, next couple of years. And it's, it's, I think it's mostly because he doesn't do a lot of live stuff. The only live performances that he's ever done was with Intronaut as a backing band back in 2014, I want to say. 
So this is the first out, first thing that we've heard from him since that time, and the song's great. It's awesome. He did the whole thing in one day. Um, after suffering from a bit of writer's block, he just said, all right, I'm just going to force myself to write something. Good. So sat down at 10 a.m., and by 7.30 p.m., he <sighs> had this awesome song. So what a genius. I hate you, and I love you. So this guy literally wrote, recorded, and mixed this this whole album three days ago on January 25th. Well, just just the one song, just the one song. Oh, okay, that makes a little more sense. But I mean, damn, we're already a minute in, so let's keep moving on. Good to hear uh, new music from Cloud Kicker and uh, DIY, self-produced, self-released. That's awesome. It looks like uh, there's some changes in the lineup for Destruction. The German thrash band's uh, drummer, Warizaniak Vavr Dramo Wixu. Yeah. Try that one more time. Uh, okay. Warizniak War- Vavr Dramo Wixu. Warizniak Dramowitz. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's decided to leave the band. He's given a statement explaining his reasons for doing so, and uh, I read through it. It looks like he just wants to spend time with his family. He's sad to go. Uh, you know, he's he's mentioning how they've gone all around the world with him, and uh, you know, it's always a bummer when uh, bands you know kind of break up their uh, their strong lineups. But I'm sure they'll find someone yeah, badass. He's probably just had enough, and it's really sad to uh, mention this this week. The former guitar player from Suffocation is suffering from a Hodgkin's lymphoma. Damn. Which, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, is the most common form of cancer for, mm-hmm. most, for most people. And so he said that uh, on January 19th, uh, they found out that Guy Mar- Marcaeus, I think is what is pronounced, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it's a blood cancer affecting the body's immune system and lymph nodes. And so he's really uh, trying to struggle through it and make, I don't know, make it work out. It's kind of hard to comment on in general. We wish him the best. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Something that's a little bit more positive is uh, 70,000 tons of metal. It is a huge metal cruise, and it is uh, pretty much the originator of the metal cruise. It's uh, basically every metal band you would want to see and a bunch of drunk metalheads on a cruise going from Florida to Grand Turk and Caicos Islands and back in a trek that's uh, from February 1st to February 5th. Uh, Ryan the Beard, he's gone on it before. I was on the, the inaugural cruise, and I got my job because of that. Yes. Good things happen when you get blackout and drunk and eat a whole bunch of weed cookies <laughs> on a boat to Mexico. So the final lineup uh, has been uh, structured and announced, and I'm going to go through every band here. 
Alright. Real quick. Ab- See what you got. Aborted, Aeternum, Ailstorm, Amberian Dawn, Battle Beast, Belfagor, Benediction, ben- Benighted, Beyond Creation, Cannibal Corpse, Dark Tranquility, Destruction, Diablo Boulevard, Enslaved, Evergrey, Evertail, Exciter, Exhumed, Freedom Call, Goat Whore, Guys, In, in Extremo, In Mourning, Insomnium, Internal Bleeding, Cataclysm, Corpaclani, Creator, Leaves Eyes, Majestic Downfall, Master Plan, Meshuggah, Metal Church, Metzasol, Nagelfar, Necrophobic, Obscura, October Tide, Primal Fear, Psycho Stick, Revenge, Rhapsody, Sabaton, Samael, Septic Flesh, Sepultura, Seven Kingdoms, Seven Spires, Sinister, Serenia, Sonata Arctica, Swallow the Sun, Threshold, Triosphere, Voivod, Witchery, Witherfall, Wolf Chant, Wolf Heart. Okay, now do it again, twice as fast. No. One more minute. Nope. So, honestly, I think the tickets might be already gone. For 70,000 tons. Our 70,000 tons of metal correspondent, L.J. Klein. Oh, we need to have him come up back up here after it's all said and done. No, because then it makes me jealous. I know. One of these years, we're going to have to go. We've been literally talking about this for like eight or nine or ten years. Math is hard, man. I don't know what's going on. If it makes you feel better, you could just pee in his apple juice. Yeah. Just do that. What's up, Doug? So uh, let's talk about Exhumed Incantation Phobia Petrification Ninth Circle Tour. That's so sick. There's a thing where, eh, maybe not a thing. It's probably not a thing. The the upcoming Slayer final tour, no Seattle date announced. Yep. Exhumed, no Seattle date announced. They're coming up to Portland. That's the most north they're going. So uh, that would be something that would be worth going down to Portland for, man, because this is going to be a sick tour. Exhumed Incantation and Phobia. Uh, going to be doing a March run, uh, sorry, uh, J- February and March, and uh, in March 1st, they're playing Portland at the Bossa Nova, so. Yeah. so you're, you're going to have to head down there. If you're a big fan of that really, really, really gnarly stuff, Exhumed Incantation and Phobia, definitely worth checking out. Phil Anselmo and the Illegals have premiered uh, a pre-release full album stream of their upcoming new album, Choosing Mental Illness as a Virtue. Uh, so there's a full 10 track uh, if you want to go to metalunderground.com. Uh, there's the full album track, so uh, full album deal. <laughs> full album stream. You want to play like 10, 20 seconds of it real quick? Sure. All right, let's, let's do, it. do it. Fill in someone in the illegals. The song's called Little F***ing Heroes. Pretty gnarly to me. Sounds kind of like Portal. <laughs> Funny how that works. They're yeah. awesome. <laughs> sounds good to me, man. I'm down to check it out. Yeah, it sounds super grindy. Grind well, your mind. I'm sure we'll be playing tons of that in the weeks to come. Uh, the Another grindy band, Cattle Decapitation, their bassist uh, leaves Cattle Decap to focus yeah. on the band with Phil Anselmo, Scour. His side, Phil and Selmo's other side project. So, uh, bassist Derek Endgaman has announced his uh, departure from Cattle Decapitation. And uh, he said, It's been a great journey, but I'm writing to let everyone know I've amicably parted ways with Cattle Decapitation. I'm very proud of the success we achieved together across the last two albums. In turn, I'm try- excited to focus my energy on the next upcoming Scour release, my reignited uh, project, Cast the Stone, and other big plans I have in the words. 
All right. Yeah, he's, Works. He's, Thank he's you to everyone for the support, stuff. and I'll see you at NAM. Which is happening right now, I think, actually. Vietnam. Our, our buddy uh, Jeremy from Soft, the drummer, is over at NAM right now, too. Everyone's at NAM. Show me all those videos. Ryan, when are you going to go down to NAM? Uh, when I can get some time off of work. So Ready never. Man. Okay. Rambling. So he's never going to NAM. Nope, never. Uh, so it's been over seven years since Demu Borgir put out a new Demon record. Burger. They put out a the, the live version of their performance uh, last year with the... 150-piece Norwegian orchestra, and uh, it was epic as super super cool. So awesome! So they're going to be releasing their new single on February 23rd. I know it's kind of one of those like news, non-news. We got nothing to show you, but later in the year they're going to be putting out a full a 10-track record, the first full length they've put out since we first started doing Metal Shop in 2010. It's going to be called Eonian. Eonian. Ian. Is it about me? Eonian. It's about me. I know it is. Yeah, so uh, check it out. Demi Borger, we'll, we'll keep you updated, yo. Uh, there's a couple of quick things I guess we should mention. Uh, some bands that are working on new records. Amorphous is working on their first record since 2015. Sick. That's literally all I have to say about it. Cool. They're working on it. And Next. then Sacred Reich <laughs> uh, has just announced they will be signing to Metal Blade. If you look back in the Wayback Machine, Sacred Reich was uh, one of the first bands to really get uh, big on Metal Blade Records back on the Metal Massacre compilations. That's how they kind of got their uh, name out there. But uh, they're back at it, and uh, they are. it's going to be their first album since 1996's Heal record. So it's been many, many years, 22 years, and uh, they're going to be coming back with a new one in 2019. They said, we're very happy to announce the Sacred Reich have signed with Metal Blade Records, and we are writing songs for a new album. Sick! So, new Sacred Reich, new thrash. Good times, man. Well, you know we're not going to let you out of Metal Shop's backstage pass without entering Brutal Poetry Too Hot for Radio. It's been too long, gentlemen. Tonight, Kevin found a real gem from 2011, a band called Putridity. (laughs) Off the record, Degenerating Anthropological Euphoria. Euphoria. Here's Kevin with a portion of drain acro-anal disengorgement. Kevin, (laughs) take it away. Addicted to the excrements of the dead. Post-mortem nourishment of secretions. Coprophagical deeds. Stay gutted corpses. Prone on the table. Ripped away from their place of eternal rest. I start predating the bodies. Awful pleasure-seeking, draining, rotten anal tract. tract. Rectal bleeding upon my tongue. Consuming bespattered intestinal juices. Mm, Splatter it. Splattering cavities till the last drop. Gorging and sewage of bodies on rot. I fill my mouth in delight. (laughs) The stench is sickly sweet. My hunger is growing on. I grab handfuls of tainted, putrid waste, wallowing in pools of steaming shit. Munch the septic matter. Munch it. Hovering over the corpse in decay, forced in my throat, coughing up and choking. Decrepitated mental compulsives fixations for human disarray. 
influence my every motions to slide my hands into the gastrointestinal tract. Mm, up your butt. I drink blood and feces, intoxicating me with this rank, rotting putridine <laughs> erupted from the dead. It's rank. My decrepit procedures of deviated autopsy let me obtain all the food that I crave with no effort. I feel sick. I'm fucking fixated <laughs> with taste this seepage, and I devour it entirely, puking and regorging again. I'm a fucking pervert. Sounds very uh, topical. I These think days. that's my new ringtone for Kevin. <laughs> I'm a Kevin fucking pervert. I'm a fucking pervert. I'm a fucking pervert. I'm a fucking pervert. I'm a fucking pervert. Yeah, th thanks, 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 thanks. Really appreciate that. Yo, shout out to Tim, Timmy B, who's probably Tim's like a pervert. He's the only guy listening to this right now. So thank you guys again for listening to Metal Shops <laughs> Metal Shops Backstage Pass number 120. Ian's a fucking pervert. I am. <laughs> I, I ain't even ashamed. Ryan, Kevin, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you guys again next week. It's Metal Shop. Oh, suck it. This has been Metal Shops Backstage Pass. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.